Blog Talk Radio.
So, folks, SmackDown Live started off, you know, with a bang, if you will. Basically, this is the take-home show before Extreme Rules, and yes, uh, and I really don't want to go over some of the matches for Extreme Rules, Granny, because some of those matches kind of just I bat my eyelashes at, like, okay, and I by specifics, I'm talking about Lacey Evans and Boren Corbin, or as I like to call them, TGI Friday host or manager and TGI Friday or Appleby hostess. Well, Lacey Evans uh, or Plank, as she is so called, um, they will be defending, or Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins will be defending their respective championships in a winner takes all, or Zach Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans will not be able to, or eligible to get title shots. But I digress. So we're doing a SmackDown Live review. So as you saw in the parking lot, you saw Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. They went at it, and then people got involved to separate the two. So this is, yeah, they kickstarted a, a feud. So let's see. Oh my God, this one's backwards. This review did. So what all happened? So Nakamura beat Finn Balor. I've been wanting to see that match for a very long time because I saw it several times in NXT. Um, Bailey and Nikki Cross, who is the honorable, I don't want to say crazy, because I don't think that's the proper word for Nikki. I think she's just misunderstood. I may be wrong, Granny, but you know, every person deserves a chance to be respected, and and it's well-deserved for Nikki Cross. She was trying to tell Bailey, you know, this is what I believe is going to happen. You're going to be sorry you ever missed because when it's time to play, Nikki gets the best time to play. So, yes. And Nikki also said, stick around for my match. Versus Carmella. And Carmella, dear, why would you ever want to poke the bear or poke the Nikki, as I like to call it? Age and the Kabuki Warriors were in the back, and I kind of laughed, Granny. I don't know about you, but the Iconics, the other two planks, or the the stepsisters of Cinderella have come to life, folks, from Disney, and they are Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, in my opinion. I found it funny when Paige asked them, Granny, she goes, so what exactly do you have? Billy Kay's response. (laughs) Yeah, was Mad Cow or... um, sore throat and she goes they tried to uh, disrespect Paige and Paige ended up slapping Billy you know Peyton Royce right in the face and she goes you're sick go on move along we'll wait for our challenge and then the tag team uh, let's see it wasn't a tag team it was just a triple threat because they wanted to simplify things on Tuesday um, it was Otis Dojovic Daniel Bryan versus Xavier Woods. Versus each, okay, so they all face each other. You know, on the outside, Granny, there is no safe outside. Big E and Tucker Knight was going to go at it, and then they did. Um, Daniel Bryan's tag team partner, Eric Rowan, got involved. So it was just chaos on the outside the entire fucking time. And I don't need to tell you, Granny, but my God. I just I have a feeling that Heavy Machinery at Extreme Rules is going to win that triple threat, and they're going to be the new SmackDown Live champions at Extreme Rules. And I don't know what's going to happen, so just... Oh, yes, Granny. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville challenged Ember Moon to find herself a tag team partner. Don't know who, don't know who's going to team with Ember, but it's going to be someone good. Um, let's see. Mustafa Ali's been cutting promos in parking lots and a partridge and a pear tree. Don't care. Um, Alistair Black, Granny. This is a shocker to me. So, Cesaro wants to challenge Alistair Black at Extreme Rules. I can tell you right now. Yeah, that kind of put through us for a loop, too. 
Lady Lynn and myself were watching last night and we were thinking, gee, you know. <laughs> you know, Shelton Benjamin was there, Granny, and I haven't seen Shelton Benjamin in ages, so I'm wondering what role they've given him as far as, you know, what role he's going to play, where he's going to be placed, and I don't know. He gave another cryptic interview, but um, we have a busy Saturday, folks. I mean, I just gave a SmackDown Live review. Granny, did you catch any of the SmackDown Live uh, last night, or were you busy with no, other things? No, I, I, I did. Uh, my meeting lasted a little bit longer than normal, so I didn't get to see any of it. That's okay. Um like I said, SmackDown Live is only two hours, folks. If you don't have USA Network, you can ca- always catch the replay on Hulu. And sometimes at the end of the month, you can catch the replay, SmackDown Live replays by episode on WWE Network. If you don't have a network, you can get your first month free, and then we'll charge you $9.99 after your first month free, which is, you know, a really good deal. But you know, you can also get a preloaded card at your local Walmart, Dollar Generals, 7-Elevens, FYEs, and Best Buys. If you don't want to do that, then just use a credit card and a valid email address. You go to WWE.com, click on the network, you get your first month free, you get a lot of content, more than just WWE. So I just got to tell you, I'm surprised to see Shinsuke Nakamura back. I... Uh, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Shirai, they were in Japan, Granny. Um, they went, they faced the Iconics. They actually beat them at a live event, which makes us wonder how much longer can those two hags, I mean, women, hold on to their tag women's tag team championships because Paige confronted them, Granny. She said, you know, ever since WrestleMania when you accidentally beat a team, which you were not supposed to, you've been running and you've been hiding. You've not been saying anything. Oh, and the main event, my bad, the main event escaped me. Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler because Shane McMahon said, how about with all three of us out there? So Roman took out all three and then they started the you know whole four-on-one attack when the referee got knocked out. So then out comes, uh, hang on one second, Granny. Okay, so anyways, as I was saying, main event was like very chaotic and it was, it was a good SmackDown Live. I mean, their WWE is really trying. They are really trying, Granny, to put on a good show for us, and I'm happy that they do. I agree. Because if it weren't for them putting on a decent show, I don't know what us wrestling fans would do, right? So I think it's good because AEW is coming around, you know, with their their pay-per-view fight for the fallen. So... My thing is, I think it's good. It's healthy competition. It's good for wrestlers. It's good for the morale to have a decent show because if you don't have a decent show, you're going to hear more and more rants from me. And trust me, I ain't going to hold back because I don't have any ties with the company. So I I rant with reason. So let me phrase this. I rant with reason because people say, well, maybe it's just you breathing and talking too much. No, it's me stating what fans are observing, what fans, some fans, I don't speak for all of you, but uh, speaking of which, what's up, Indonesia? What's up, Latvia? What's up, UK? Tokyo, how you doing? Australia, what's up? United States of America, what's good, yo? Everybody listening to this craziness, what's up? I decided to take a pause before I go into my rambling try. Sorry, it's just me. But I'm happy, like I said, because if they did not, if they kept on with what they were doing and not adjusting with the times or moving on with what they saw from AEW, even though they said we will keep a – Triple H said, Granny, in a statement not too long ago that we will keep our eyes on what they're doing, but we're going to be focused on what we're doing. And certain fans on certain comment boards like Cult of Kayfabe, 
you know, certain wrestling groups, and I'm not going to name names here, but they they were laughing at the idea when Triple H said, I'm just going to focus on our own shit. Keep in mind, folks, he doesn't have the time nor the uh, energy to be looking at what they're doing to be like, okay, all the time that is to be saying, oh, AEW's doing this, so we got to do this. I'm sure that he takes a look at the replays of what they've done, what Cody and them have done. And like Ezra said yesterday, the chair shot that Cody took, it was the most buzzed about thing. Was it planned? Obviously not. So keep in mind, there are things that AEW is going to do that is off the chain and really cool. And there are things that WWE will do, and fans will be like, oh, we've seen this before. Is there any satisfying anyone in this day and age? Who knows? But, folks, the the bulk of my discussion today was unleashing Nikki Cross. That is the numero uno segment that I will be doing for Off the Rails Uncensored. So, believe me not. If you don't like explicit language, or if you're the religious type, the super religious type, I suggest you put earmuffs on yourself and your children, for that matter, too. Because if they repeat the same shit that they hear on this podcast, they are one set of children that I would like to meet because I, you know, like to say, what is wrong with you, in other words? And also... This show is also copyrighted, the title and the phrase off the rails uncensored. So, if you do decide to use it, you will be paying a $45 fee, and I will be rich every time says that, you know, my phrase, off the rails. Now, moving forward, folks, the subject of Nikki Cross has come up before, but I will discuss it again. So, again, if you like repeats. I know I do sometimes because I just am that sick of a bastard. So anyways, just take a listen for the next 30 minutes because or less, I promise you if I have to eat dinner too, my stomach will get grumpy with me. So anyways, hit the music. Kick it. down to looking at Nikki Cross, Granny. We've got multiple people saying, oh, Alexa's just using Nikki. You know, I hate to say it, but actually, I, I don't hate to say this. Nikki Cross is very smart. And a lot of people have been saying, Granny, on the Instagram and on the Facebook is Nikki is going to turn on Alexa. At this point, I just want to see what unfolds. I think Nikki's a very good entertainer. I've watched her since NXT. Actually, before that, in in Progress Wrestling and ICW, um, she is small, but she's a fighter. She's She's very scrappy. And from what Granny and I have seen... You know, what we can tell you is going to be completely different than from what others think of Nikki. Some things that she's a joke, that what they're doing with her is a joke. And I always tell people, it's like, you don't know a character's worth until you've been through the process of character development and all this. But that's a different story for, you know, a different rant for a different day. I do know that, okay, yes, Alexa has a track record with Nia, which was funny, Granny, even you have to admit, when she came live on the oh, air yeah. saying yeah. when Nia was a bully and Nia belittles small people because she's small, it's because my height, Nia's jealous because I'm pretty, so she has to bully people. She used to do this with Mickey James, and it's funny because, like I said before, I had a new job, I actually asked Mickey James, do you remember Granny? She goes, oh yeah. She goes, 
that lady is she goes she's who she's a character is what you know she said um in reference folks you know granny does like to like i said she may not remember this but i do recall granny singing karaoke you know to the managers because <laughs> she keeps hey, granny. she keeps a close eyeball She's a eyeball on us managers, and I don't know why. I mean, we did nothing to hurt this world, but uh, Granny, you know, Granny's the naysayer about that. But anyhow, anyway, I sing karaoke, but I don't sing it to the managers, B-Train, okay, just so you know. <laughs> okay. But, um, you know, Alexa's been – they've been theorizing this whole feud between Alexa Bliss and uh, Bailey – like, no, I don't think that's going to be the feud you have to watch out for. I believe they're going to build this until Survivor Series when Nikki Cross might go one-on-one with Alexa Bliss in the future, and I'm torn. This just sucks. I, how am I supposed to cheer for both Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss? And I like the two of them. They're very decent women. Well, Bailey's not so decent, folks. She fools people. She fools people by, you know, hugging and cuddling children when, you know, in fact, I heard that she has metal detectors go off because she carries nunchucks to get rid of the kids, you know, but she don't see that on camera. Bailey's nice, so she hugs the kids to calm them. They're always crying around her, you know. She causes so much trouble, and she yet, yet she is the SmackDown Live Women's Champion. I don't know how that came about, why, you know, it's. I do know, folks, that yes, Bailey did pin Charlotte, but she cashed in her briefcase at Money in the Bank pay per view. Thank God it was not to be for Charlotte. I really appreciate your prowess, and I really appreciate. But where, Granny? There is a question in this. Where in the world has Charlotte been? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I haven't read anything where she, you know, may, uh, well, she possibly may have gotten hurt from what I've read in some reports. Well, that's what I thought she got injured. Yeah, Sports Kita also reported on her injury. So that scratches Charlotte from plans. But like I said, Nikki Cross is <clears throat> and will always be to me, it's a curiosity. It's that that itch you just have to scratch and I always and always always know that I when she arrived on the scene in NXT I was excited because I had seen her work before but I knew that she was going to elevate it to a level in which could not be elevated <laughs> by any other person and I think that she was a perfect fit for Sanity I think that she's, you know, doing her best to tell a story for the fans with Alexa Bliss. But, Granny, the question is, their two-on-one handicap match with Bailey, that really lessens the odds with Bailey. And I think, well, you and I see it from different viewpoints, but I think Bailey's just trying to manipulate the two of them into turning on each other so that she has a better chance of walking out of Extreme Rules as champion. I don't blame Bailey for that strategy, but at the same time, we are both aware that Nikki is in this match more motivated now, more so than ever. She's like, what if you fail, Bailey said. What if you lose the match and Alexa is going to be on your case nonstop? I, honestly, I don't think that that's going to be a bad thing. For either Alexa or Nikki, because well, they might be the new version of Lay Cool when Layla and Michelle held the championship at one point, which was an awful championship, folks. It was the Divas Championship, but I guess what I'm trying to say is unleashing Nikki <clears throat> Cross. Is that what the WWE universe really, really wants? I think I'm gonna. <laughs> that might yeah, be I, I think that might be a dangerous. That might be a dangerous thing to unleash Nikki Cross. I believe Bailey did that though, Granny, because her intention was to say, "Hey, you need to wake up and you need to see 
what Alexa's doing, and Nikki is so hell-bent on fitting in, you know, with somebody, because every time every time that Nikki Cross would team up with some team, she was just so happy to be out there, and as in her words, let's play, let's play. I don't think people get it. Nikki's not the happy-go-lucky child that you want to play with. And her mind is happy. She's in a happy place when she gets to beat other women up. And I don't think Bailey realized this, but you kind of lit a fuse. We saw her match with Carmella, Lady Lynn and I, that is. And we both said, Granny, we go, damn. You're seeing glimpses of what we saw in NXT when she would beat up people like Bianca Belair or Shayna Baszler or, you know, she did at one point, Granny, she was in a World Collide match with uh, Tony Storm and Bianca Belair, and it was for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Nikki just looked like she was having a grand old time, you know, going out there, pulling women off the apron, beating the crap out of them, going in there, you know, shooting basement drop kicks on the bottom rope. Nikki is not, how do I put this? It's not right to say she's not all there because we're all batshit insane. But Nikki takes that to a whole new level. But I wonder, Granny, if she's playing Alexa like a fiddle. Because Alexa thinks that, you know, she has another one under her thumb like she had Mickey James and Nia Jax. But now, I believe we're seeing either a masterminded thing with uh, Nikki or Alexa is truly manipulating her. And it's it's kind of up in the air for me. I just I'm just curious though because some of the people on Instagram have been asking what do you think they're doing? Is I don't know what they or who you're referring to as they. If you're referring to those as they as in creative, um again, like Granny and I constantly say we're not bookers, we're not the promoter, we are not the owner of WWE, so the best answer we can give you is wait, watch, and see. That's right. Because the beauty now about professional wrestling is, yeah, SmackDown Live was kind of promo heavy, and not really, I mean, there's maybe two or three. I just think that the best thing is with Nikki Cross saying Granny is we don't know what she's going to do because she's going to blow the top off her lid. If she turns on Alexa Bliss, it'll be like a what-the-fuck moment for all of us. But if she doesn't turn, folks, don't be surprised that Nikki comes after Alexa after the fact because if you don't develop a certain kind of story, then fans are going to lose interest. And my take on it, Granny, is you don't know what's going to happen, but I just like throwing scenarios out from my own head to fans because some of them are asking, do you or Granny think that you know she's going to turn on Alexa? You don't want to know what's going through Nikki's mind. That's the beauty part of this. Because if you try, there might be a lot of clocks and cell phones and uh, crazy monkey men, you know, dancing around. I don't know. She just, Nikki loves to portray herself not as a victim, but you push her buttons. You saw what happened, folks. You saw what happened on SmackDown Live last night with Bailey at the contract signing. Bailey's like, yeah, so what's going to happen after you pin her? You're not going to do that to me. She was, Bailey's, you know what? I got to say, there are certain things that Bailey has done. She said, I used to be, you know, feeling like people were always going to be having my back and they're going to be there for me. And then I realized they were manipulating me and using me. You know, Granny, I love to say this, but Bailey has always played the role of an unknowing victim. Because how did she get the Raw Women's Championship is a wonder because she worked hard. How did she get the SmackDown Live Championship? She picked her spot and she cashed in her money in the bank briefcase. But the question is, is Bailey going to be champion after this Sunday? I honestly do not know. But I'm just happy 
I'm so happy that Nikki Cross is the subject, the focus of WWE, somewhat, not always. But you realize, Granny, she she has all the cards in her favor. Because she could either help Alexa, or she could turn out to be the biggest nightmare for anyone in the women's division. It doesn't matter if she's on Raw. It does not matter if she's on SmackDown Live. She is the by far the biggest X factor in this match on Sunday at Extreme Rules, folks. And for those of you who do not have the network, you can catch some of the old pre-show pre-show on Facebook live for free. Sometimes Facebook does live shows. Sometimes they do not. But if you want, because I know some of you are asking on my Instagram right now, how can we catch the show? I was like, dude, your first month is free. I keep emphasizing that, the word free. And if you don't want to subscribe to it after that, if you say WWE stinks or whatever, you don't have to. You can cancel your subscription. But I would call. I would call before you do. But Granny, um, I don't know. What do you think Nikki is going to end up doing, you know, just hypothetically saying? Like, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday at Extreme Rules? Well, you know, I I don't know. You know, it could be, you know, she could be on Alexa's side all the way through. But then again, you know, like you said, Nikki's smart. I mean, she's, she's no dummy. She knows what she's doing. She may very well come back and turn her back on Alexa, you know, and and just prove everybody prove everybody wrong, you know, because everybody's saying, oh, Alexa's going to turn her back on Nikki. Well, you know, let's face it, fans. Nikki could very well turn her back on Alexa, you know, and take that that's, title belt. That's what, so that's what that's what I'm saying is like you don't realize how. Some of us are thinking, well, AEW, I'm going to watch AEW. Um, let me touch on that subject briefly. You can watch whatever you want to watch, and I'm not going to make a comment, but if you're an asshole about it, you best believe I'm going to light you up like a Christmas tree on Christmas Day. Okay? So that's my subject on the matter. You want to watch the women's division in AEW because it has karma. And I know people want me to touch on this subject. It would be a really rambling fucking long title of mine to put something about CM Punk. And I've mentioned this before on the show. He has stated on a talk show that, yes, professional wrestling gave me a platform to do things that I wanted to do, like own my own comics, produce my own comics, do storyboards for my own comics. Pro wrestling was and will always be the staple from from what I was. But, Granny, I'm getting... I'm not sick of hearing about Punk. I just am antsy about it because if he does end up going to AEW, yeah, I will watch WWE, but my attention will be focused on that dude. Why? You want to talk about someone that can be more lethal than anybody on the microphone than Ric Flair was back in the day. More lethal than Ted DiBiase was back in in his heyday. This dude, yeah, he... Okay, folks, holding Raw hostage because he knew his contract was up, so they didn't know what they're going to do with him. Long story short, if Punk goes to AEW, which you hear a lot of buzz about, because he said, if I was to come back for professional wrestling, I was going to make it count the most. Not Probably not in those exact words, but basically the gist of his statement on Colt Cabana's podcast not too long ago, but when he was fired from WWE... It was so, it went something like this. Hunter fired him via FedEx. He said that he tried to reach out to Punk and a lot of, you know, he said they said bullshit went back and forth. The reason why I decided to jump to this topic because most of you were asking if I was going to mention it. So, here it is to all the fans that I'm going to say about CM Punk. He does have a reputation but it's a reputation in which cannot stop being talked about. Just like I can't stop talking about the uh, Lady of Honor, as I like to put it, or Chaos Lady of Honor, Nikki Cross. So I'm going to give each person a fair amount of rambling about. And yes, I just admitted that I ramble, but I do and I am and will always be on point. 
about who I ramble on about. First off, let's let's start things off with Nikki Cross. She's been in the company for a good two, three years. She came to the WWE with Sanity. She lit things up real quick. She made things awesome. And she's working her ass off to get the fans who haven't seen her to get some idea of generally who she is. CM Punk. Let me just touch on him briefly. Actually, let me just point this out. He hasn't wrestled in a few years. No, he was cited at a local indie event with a hoodie. Or it may may not have been him. It was not confirmed. But I guarantee you folks, there's a lot of backstory about Punk. He was the longest champion in WWE history until Brock Lesnar ruined that shit after the fact. CM Punk has left an impression not only in WWE, but was a part of Ring of Honor, was a part of Japan, and he wrestled in the very first NXT and was part of developmental and worked his ass off and gained a lot of approval from WWE fans because they remember him because he was a live wire. And if he goes to AEW, then so be it. I will watch it because the reason is if he gets back into professional wrestling, that's it. That will spell trouble for WWE in a lot of ways. They not only have Cody Rhodes, but imagine if you put CM Punk into that mix with Omega, Rhodes, and Moxley, you're going for the goal. You're going for the throat. And in professional wrestling, that's like a stomp on the throat of WWE if he joins. I'm not saying he is, but if he joins the company, which is, you know, the sources keep saying that Cody Rhodes is trying to work out a contract negotiation with him, doesn't matter. If you if you realize something, because this is a very smart business move on AEW's end, but would we even be a bigger shocker? Would he come back to WWE? You never say never in this line of work because in professional wrestling, as the old adage says, anything can happen in sports entertainment. I'm not going to steal the phrase from Vince McMahon because I'll get sued the fucking pants my fucking pants off. Okay. Um, I'm just telling you, anything can happen in professional wrestling when it comes to this kind of thing. Now, now that that train has left the station, I'm going to go back to the subject at hand, who is, by the way, Nikki Cross. This Sunday, she has her own thought process. She has her own way of doing things, Granny, and we've seen this. We've seen Nikki Cross. She, you know, stood toe-to-toe with Becky Lynch. (laughs) Becky Lynch was... Well, she still is the Raw Women's Champion, but when Becky was open for a challenge, she said, I'm going to, she goes, I'll play with you, Becky. Let's play. Let's play. She's not, you know, like Granny said, she's not that mentally unstable where she's going to let things pass through, you know, pass by her. So Alexa Bliss has manipulated people before. There's no denial in that sense. So what it boils down to is this Sunday at Extreme Rules, are we going to see Nikki Cross emerge? Or are we going to see things for what they are, Granny? I mean, I don't know. We're all, we all are at the point watching Nikki progress in WWE, and she basically... In my eyes, in my opinion, she's really earned her way throughout WWE, and she's made a good impression on WWE Universe. Now everyone's like, why doesn't she just turn on Alexa? That's the beauty of wrestling, fuckers. Pardon my French, but, you know, there are certain things that people have to realize. The reason why they stretch out a story is, the reason why they do things is, you fill in your own blanks. I can't fill them in for you. But you get the gist because there are some smart people in this line of work who really like to stretch out a character and make her work and make the fans' minds work. And I love what they're doing. 
I'm going to touch on another um, non-Nikki Cross-related subject, Granny. I really think WWE is trying. I really think they do. I think they are giving the fans a new look. I do, too. Because if you notice, they did, you know, I don't know if they got a lot of complaints from Kofi Kingston flipped off Samoa Joe uh, or when Braun Strowman went through Bobby Lashley, uh, the LED Tron board. But this is something you and I and Lady Lynn and others have not seen from WWE in quite some time, and that's edgier product. Making fans want to tune into your shit, not wanting to change the channel, or as Granny calls it, she just flips stations because it was so boring. Like, they're not, they're not forcing the promo down our throats too much. Um, they've made improvements as far as match quality goes, like uh, Shinsuke versus Finn Balor. Um, the Open Challenge of Rey Mysterio, they, they are kind of overdoing the six-man tag matches. That could get a lot better. You know, instead of doing those, they could do that every once in a while, not every night. But when they did the Miz and the Usos versus Elias and the Revival, Granny, the thoughts that were going through my head, man, if Baron Corbin's shirt was any darker, he and he had a nameplate that said, I wish somebody would put a nameplate that reads TGI Fridays. I will laugh my ass off. <laughs> that would be funny. Because I think that we all know, like, from experience of watching professional wrestling, if you don't need lullabies, you just have Bar- or Oren Corbin. <sighs> you know, That's I think right. Lacey Evans, you know, the redeeming quality about Lacey Evans, you have to have a bad guy that makes the crowd, you know, get all up in their feelings. And unfortunately, Granny, one of my friends, yes, I'll give him a shout out, Chris, he likes this classless, nasty I asked him why he liked Lacey Evans, Granny, and, you know, I I said a response that will make you laugh. I go, why do you like half-human, half-puppet? <laughs> and I, I swear, because she had her legs up on this Jeep, and, you know, she's doing a pose, and I was like, you know, I feel sorry for the Jeep. It has to deal with all that wood scratching its surface. Mm-hmm. I mean... This is also the same person who likes the Iconics. Lord help this person. And I told him, "Yes." I go, I go, you know, that's like saying you like the evil stepsisters in Cinderella. Like, come on. You got to. Oh, well, Granny, you know, I, he also says, well, how can you say Paige is iconic? And I responded to him by saying, well, before the Iconics got there, who do you think they got their ideals from? Bella Twins? Much? I mean, people steal gimmicks all the time. But I believe, and this is just not my personal belief, that that when somebody is a fan of something, you know that the, the wrestler is doing their job. So, in other words, to tie this all in, I think that Lacey Evans and Baron Cor- Sorry, I almost said the boring most boringest person's name on the roster. Uh, Oren Corbin. There, that sounds better. Okay, because I, I will not fall asleep if I if I say it that way. I apologize, fans. I need like a pillow and some, uh, not Xanax. Uh, wait, that's the sound guys at Hall of Fame in, at WrestleMania 33. My bad. As Jim Cornette put it, the sound guy needs Vicodin and the other, the stage hand needs Vicodin. <laughs> that's Jim Cornette for you. Sum it up, he's a good guy. Anyways, I think they're doing a great job giving the fans a, a definite bad guy and a definite good guy. Or good guys and bad guys to cheer about. That's what wrestling needed. That's what WWE needed because AEWs, you know, they just keep rolling. They're, they're rolling like bosses and they're really doing a good job of giving the fans what they want or what they perceive as a good wrestling show. I mean, Granny, we already know this. I've talked about this multiple times, but there's a divide in fan bases, and that's fine. But then people tend to forget you don't want to overdo the whole, well, this is better because. I like wrestling in general because I've been on the other side of the spectrum. You don't even have to be on the other side of the spectrum, Granny, because 
you understand as well as I do, this is a business, but it's also entertainment. And if you cannot be, if you can't see it as entertainment, then I, you know, that's you. I mean, I'm not going to brag on people's feelings, but I really like how WWE is finally coming out of their shell. They're finally letting loose which is probably something they should have done even before AEW came to the came up through the surface. I agree. But you know, now we have something and I'm appreciative of AEW because now we as a podcast, I mean, I could report MPJW folks and I could report Pro Wrestling or Wrestling Revolver or Impact Wrestling. But do you have any idea I don't want to keep Granny and she'd be like, "Dude, I have a life, you know. If I would discuss all that wrestling, and I love Ring of Honor, and I love New Japan, and I love Progress Wrestling and ICW over in the UK. However, fans, like Grammy, I do have a life, and I would like to point out, I love all things professional wrestling except for certain things that are done, you know, like in CZW, the death match is not a big fan of that shit, simply because it has to be done a certain way. And hardcore wrestling is not all the, you know, all the all in hardcore wrestling. You have to, there are certain flavors of ice cream that you have to show your fan base. So WWE, yeah, they have the 24-7 championship with R-Truth and Drake Maverick feuding at each other and then a whole bunch of people chasing them. Then you, that's comedic. Then you have Lacey Evans and Boring Corbin. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. AEW's got Cody Rhodes, Moxley, Omega, Jericho. Yes, they have a whole slew of names. Names are names to me. And when you keep doing stuff that is over the top, how are you going to keep outdoing the stuff you've done over the top? How are you going to keep the fans intrigued and entertained? And like I said earlier, a few minutes ago, I'm appreciative of AEW because now Granny and I can uh, can talk about something that is not just strictly WWE. I mean, we do that with WFC and we do that with New Breed Wrestling on occasion. But it would be nice on another professional level to have a company going head-to-head. It's like WCW for some of us and ECW for the fans that watched that shit back in the day. This means something to us. It actually gives us something that we can look forward to. And Granny, surprisingly, I'm just like, wow, this is like deja vu all over again. AEW is going to be on TNT in the fall, folks. It's been officially announced. <coughs> Their first show is going to be in September. Don't, and it's going to be on Tuesdays because WWE reportedly is moving to Fox. The date has not been confirmed. But Fox said to WWE, we want your stuff to be more edgy. We want your stuff to be over the top. Uh, we want your stuff to be getting us ratings. That's understandable coming from a network's perspective, but WWE's ratings, guys, to be honest with you, I've I've read the rating marks. They've lost 500,000 viewers. They're not going to be able to make their heads go above water. You know what I say to naysayers? Don't concern yourself with the ratings aspect. Watch the show. And if you think it sucks, then turn it off. You don't ain't got to watch it. I don't want to see like what I always see Granny on comment boards of the groups that I'm connected with or tied to. They think they know who does it all. And I just laugh at them. I'm like, really? So how would you react if the wrestler did not adhere to what you booked them to be? Because you have this grandiose idea of, well, if I was the booker, if I was the promoter, I am so fucking sick of hearing that shit. I just want to watch a wrestling show, Granny, call it a day and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to report on Russell Radio Network or Off the Rails Uncensored. That's all I want to do. I don't want to argue with anybody unless it's a fun argument, you know, and we're laughing. But if it turns serious, that's when things start to hit the fucking fan. So what I'm trying to say to you all is appreciate what you're about to be given by AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, because everything just changed. 
yes, these wrestlers do not have an exclusive contract because he saw Tessa Blanchard face uh, Jake Crist in a main event on Impact. So, yeah, times are changing. But I think Granny and I both can say we appreciate what you're going to show us. Because now we have a more broader perspective of what was being shown, what is going to be shown to us as wrestling fans. Because I say that because there's so many nitpicks. As a former worker myself, yeah, I catch myself going, okay, I kind of know where this is going, but I want to see what's going on. I don't like being, okay, they did this, they did the lockup. Okay, why did they do that? Why didn't he do this? Oh man, did you see that potato? that he threw at him like if you look at things from a worker's perspective I get it if you look at this as AEW is going to crush WWE you don't I mean granny I'm impressed that they sold out an event it was circulated you know in the live chat room as Ezra was saying last night and I know this too is a 23,000 seat venue they had 62,000 people waiting they already had people on the waiting list AEW did but, folks, I'm going to point out a few things. If you keep doing some over-the-top shit, stuff will happen, yes. People will get hurt. But I don't, you know, I've said this about AEW. They remind me so much of WCW, but now with the technology and the social media, it is going to help them that they have Twitter. It is going to help the fact that they're doing a free event in August. It is going to help the fact that Fight for the Fallen is going on, uh, Evolve, uh, Wonderful Things, Extreme Rules on Sunday, then Monday Night Raw Monday, Tuesday Night Smackdown Live, and NXT on Wednesdays. So it, it does help us as fans that we we know we have options that we can go through, channels that we can watch. And I'm loving it, Granny, because I don't know about you, but this is the first time I have felt positive about professional wrestling in forever. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I agree. I, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing AEW. I'm looking forward to see what it brings to the fans. You know, because um, they are. I mean, they're. They're doing everything they can right now to give that competition to WWE, you know, say, okay, boys, we're here. Let's, you know, bring it to the table and see what we got, you know. And and they're not making no bones about what they're doing either. I mean, they're not they're not secretly, oh, you know, this is some big secret. We can't we can't tell anybody what we're doing. I mean, no, they're they're not keeping anything a secret. I mean, they're like Hey, let's do it. You know, let's do this, and they're ready to show the fans what they got. And I'm looking very forward to seeing what they have. I mean, some of the matches, Granny, you can find on streams, you know, through Facebook, or you can. Mm-hmm. There's the, the website. Like, I'm actually on the waiting list for one of their events, you know, and they're like, "Was well, oh, you're just pro WWE?" I was like, "When you see Cody Rhodes." And guys like Kenny Omega and you see Joey Janela versus Moxley or Ambrose, as some used to know him. Let me just tell you, this company is not a joke. And though some may say, like me, I have not my doubts, but my concerns. They're not concerned because they obviously know what they're doing, as Ezra put it yesterday, Ezra Zealous, um, an up-and-comer wrestler. You know, he'll be, he'll be seeing him, folks. Trust me, you'll be seeing him a lot in NXT, hopefully, you know, in the near future. And he may say, don't say that, don't jinx it. Look, man, I, when I see something and I know that people are like, well, you're just basing it off your own opinion. Look, AEW is not a joke because of the fans buzzing about the fact that Chris Jericho stated afterwards, like, we don't want to be, you know, it's like a rock concert. You put your best song first, like one of your hits, and then you have fillers, you know, where fans can still be entertained, and then you obviously want your main event to be like the closer, the curtain call. 
to make fans be like, oh, yeah, AEW, you know, this is a wrestling company. And he he even spoke briefly about WWE. He was not disrespectful towards it, towards the company he used to work with. He said, when did you realize uh, that you had to leave AEW he, or WWE? And he said, I, you know, when I was feuding with Kevin Owens and they did not make it, close to the main event or the main event, he said, that's when I realized I had to move on. I had to move on to bigger and better things. He didn't throw them under the bus. He did not, you know, he did not say, well, I hate WWE. They're complete trash, blah, blah, blah. And that might be on the level of respect, but now Hunter has Hunter and Vince and Stephanie and all the people in WWE have to be on their toes because it's not just about Chris Jericho or Cody Rhodes about AEW. No, no, no. That's not what AEW is all about. They have spread the well with guys. I'm curious. Going to see um, Luke Perry's son, Luke Jr. He goes by the name of Jungle Boy, and he's really good. MJF is a little bit like EC3, but I'm going to share this fun fact with you. They found a Facebook, like an old video of him on the Rosie O'Donnell show. It was so hilarious. He goes, oh my. she asked him, she asked him, Granny, she goes, so what do you want to be in life, an opera singer or a wrestler? It was so awesome because MJF, there was a midget in a battle royal in Double or Nothing, and I shit you not, Granny, I about, I almost peed my pants from laughing too hard because MJF goes, she, he knocked him from under his feet and he goes, actually this guy has no legs too. So he's a midget and he has no legs. So he goes, how does it feel? Lieutenant Dan? Um, I'm sorry, but I had to leave the room because I was laughing so hard because he knocked him out during Battle Royal, but then he got back up and he eliminated MJF, which made me laugh even harder. The fact that, that he funny. got eliminated, yeah, by he got eliminated by a midget with no legs. Mm-mm-mm. So, so yes, I'm excited to see uh, AEW superstars, the bright young stars, but I do have concerns. If you keep doing over the top stuff. How are you going to entertain the masses? They know what they're doing, but I just, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. If you keep doing over-the-top stuff like steel chairs, unprotected steel chair shots, gigging, you know, it has to tell a story. The perfect story, Granny, was Dusty Rhodes versus his brother Cody. That was amazing. Oh, my goodness, what a great match. Um, I'm going to say this, though, WWE, they're having trouble selling tickets, yes, but that doesn't mean people are not watching something. I don't know how many people have canceled WWE Network. I'd have to get statistics on it. You know me. I love my mathematical, statistical comparisons. But anyways, folks, I'm going to wrap up the show by saying this. If you don't like competition, well, then you're either really stubborn or really boring. And no, I'm not referring to boring Corbin and that plank he hangs around. So, so, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say today on this fun-filled rambling podcast of mine, now I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Granny? And if you didn't like what Granny Hulkster had to say, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? All right, fans, that'll do her, Granny. Now I got to eat dinner or whatever, you know. So <clears throat> tune in. Because I've got some awesome guests lined up, so tune in to find out who they are. This is Off the Rails Uncensored, Brian Rails, signing off. Take it.